And so I just want you to keep on explaining what Rosh Hashanah, this new year, what this is. And what in the world is this day? Now, you've probably heard the verse, blow the trumpet in Zion, right? Sound the alarm on my holy mountain, let all inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is near at hand. Well, technically speaking, this is the day of the Lord. One day, we don't know what day it will be. Well, I mean, we don't know what year it'll be, but it'll be this day. A lot of people say, well, we don't know the, the time of the last trumpet or the that moment where we're called away the rapture we actually know we have a feeling we know the day we don't know the hour but the day is the feast of go figure trumpets right so leviticus 23 says and the lord spoke to moses saying speak to the children of israel say to them the feasts of the lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations these are my feasts right so there's not ours these are god's feasts which you shall proclaim at their appointed times which means in their seasons Time isn't just flowing along randomly, on, like we're in a little boat on a, on a river. We're on a journey to somewhere with a purpose. We're told to set up signposts, make landmarks, set your heart toward the highway. The way in which you went. Turn back. Oh, virgin Israel, turn back to these, your cities. It's Jeremiah 31. So, these feasts are markers on the road. That's what God gave them to us. And that's why they're important. As Christians, why do we care about these feasts? Well, rather important. First, the Sabbath, every Friday night to Saturday, Sabbath rest reminds us that Jesus is our rest. So the question comes, are you resting or are you striving? So the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, Feast of First Fruits in the Spring, that's our salvation from sin. The Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, he empowers us. The Feast of Trumpets, which is tonight and tomorrow, he is our Father and the breath inside of us. The Day of Atonement happens in 10 days, Yom Kippur. Judgment is coming. We, we learn to obey and we learn to proclaim. And then, of course, the Feast of Tabernacles, he's preparing a place for us. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. So the feasts are a shadow of Christ. This earthly Jewish temple was a shadow of the temple in heaven. Jesus, go figure, is that temple in the same way that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit here on earth. We're the hands and feet of Jesus on the earth. So these feasts are part of us. These feasts were given to the Jews so they could recognize Jesus as Messiah when he came. They all point to Jesus. Many of the Jews obviously saw and followed Jesus, but the Jewish nation as a whole missed it. So Jesus revealed himself to us Gentiles as well, which means these feasts are also connected to us. They mark us with the fragrance of Jesus. Our daily lives are supposed to be an extension of the feasts that point the Jews to Jesus. The heart and the message of these feasts should always be alive in us because they're revealing Christ, or at least revelations of him. Uh, these feasts are living testimonies of what he did and is doing in us. They're more than history. They are the story. And I know I am very passionate about them because I literally, I think, live these every day, every month of the year. I get excited when they're drawing near, and I spend months just anticipating because uh, just God has just kind of knit together me with these feasts. So why should Christians observe holy days? Well, if we're not under the law, and we're not, then why rest on a holy day or treat it like a Sabbath? 
Well, holy days, as that first verse said, are appointed days set apart for repentance. They are days God did something significant or will do something significant for our salvation. So it's the wrong time for doing what we want or acts of self-righteousness. Resting honors him and shows we're not trying to do works of righteousness that will save us. So tonight, tomorrow, it's a day of rest. It's a day of reminding yourself and repenting because you are confident that he will forgive you and that he will draw you nearer to him and help you to stand. Rosh Hashanah was the sixth day of creation. It's when God made Adam and Eve and when Jesus was likely born. The Feast of Trumpets kicks off the ten days of awe, the days for us to repent, humble ourselves in his presence. Now, Adam and Eve made it, we think, to day 10 when they brought sin into the perfect world, were tossed out of the garden. That's Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So God had a plan to fix their sin, their failure and rebellion. He created feasts to prepare the people for two things, his first and second coming. They mark the beginning of the tribulation, the rapture, the second coming, all of these feasts, really crucial. So it reminds us to lift up our voices like a trumpet, bring in that harvest of souls. Can't get more important than that. The Jews obviously don't celebrate the first coming of Jesus during the feast. I wish that they would. But they do believe the fall feasts will mark the judgment of the world. Rosh Hashanah is called the Day of Remembrance or a Day of Judgment. God is said to inscribe the fate of every person for the upcoming year in the Book of Life or the Book of Death. So he opens the books on Rosh Hashanah and on the Day of Atonement, he seals them. It's the beginning of the 10 days of awe when they focus on their sins for the last year. And I mean, how many Christians really take the time to sit down and focus on the failures of this year? How they violated God's laws and injured other people? So these 10 days are so important because they're also to confess their sins to God, but not only, they're also to seek to make things right with those they've hurt in hopes of influencing God's final judgment before their fate is sealed on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Now, mind you, we're Christians. That concept, uh, part of it is very nice, but part of it, obviously, is not true. So with Jesus, we have a much better deal. Here's what he said. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we've come to know him if we keep his commands. It's kind of ironic that he came on Rosh Hashanah because of that very issue. He was coming to answer the very prayer they've been crying out and crying out and crying out. They just kind of missed it. As Christians, we're born again because of Jesus. Every day is our day of atonement. We have a new destiny and a new eternity that are determined by a relationship with Jesus. As we repent of our sins, put our faith in Jesus, he saves us by grace through faith. If you don't know Jesus, what a wonderful day. This would be the day of his birth. What a wonderful day to come to know him and ask him into your heart. Now, the other issue is this. Just like they have this next 10 days of repentance, because we still do sin, we need an advocate. Having 10 days to try to fix it all doesn't work. Here's what First John says. If we confess our sins... He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's not how much fancy stuff we do that, that gets you nowhere. Jesus and Jesus alone is going to forgive them based on that confession. The days of awe are actually a wonderful picture of confession and repentance that uh, leads to forgiveness, which is available to us not once a year, but every day so we can live out the hope we have in Jesus. Now, these 10 days ahead of us are all about focusing on our choices and how they determine our destiny. And that part of it is really, really good. Leviticus 10 distinguished between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean. 
every time we repent, we're turning around, turning away from a sin that we are committing. So we're changing our destiny by changing our direction. Very profound. These 10 days help set the course for a year. The choices we're going to make in the next 10 days and the directions we choose, all of that does that. These 10 days are kind of like a preview of the year ahead or a snapshot of trends, which conquer now impacts your entire year ahead. The decisions count more now. Now, as I mentioned, I'll be back here next Friday. I'm going to really dig into Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, to teach in detail about that awesome day. It occurs Sunday night, September 27th, through Monday afternoon, the 28th. Really important to kind of get ready for that one. It's a day of total fasting, which means rest, absolutely no work, and prayer, and no eating. It's the only holiday that fasting is explicitly commanded by the Lord, not an option. It says, you shall afflict your souls. Now, afflict doesn't mean to punish yourself, but to humble yourself. The Jews wear white, which are burial clothes, to live all day as if they were dead, which is why you don't eat. It's humbling yourself before God and to remind yourself that you're mortal. So there's the essence of it, and we'll break it all down and give you all the dig into that uh, next week.